Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss philosophy, faith, leadership, nonprofits, and a host of social issues. We want to add value and understanding the dignity and freedom of human beings. For more information, visit the website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, and I am excited to join with you for another week as we discuss a range of topics. Um, love talking about philosophy and faith and leadership and nonprofits and social issues. I'm really committed to uh, really adding value to everybody's uh, lives. And so for the next 30 minutes or so, I hope that you would learn something. Uh, you feel challenged. You can always hit me up. My goal I have a commitment to celebrating the dignity and freedom of the human being. Why? Because we've been made in the image and likeness of God. God is a free being, uh, infinite dignity and worth. And then out of his good pleasure, he chose to make us, each and every one of us, every man, woman and child in his image and likeness. And I think that is pretty amazing. If you want to get in contact with me, you can uh, find me on the interweb. You know, you can go to the website, philipfletcher.org. That's two L's, philipfletcher.org. Find me on Facebook or Twitter. Just look up Dr. Philip Fletcher. You'll see me right there. You can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Philip Fletcher. And then on YouTube, got a YouTube channel with some videos. Just uh, search Humanity Matters. Uh, you'll see the logo with the two faces on it in red. And hey, subscribe. I would love to connect with you and continue just to offer uh, what I hope to be uh, information that affirms who you are as a human being made in the image and likeness of God, can give you information in which you can, as I say, uh, be loving, uh, be kind and be generous to someone who is not like you, uh, to affirm someone who is different than you, which leads me to the thought of the day. Uh, I was thinking early on about entrepreneurship and how we talk about entrepreneurs and how, you know, entrepreneurs go out and they are uh, men and women who are grinding. They are hustling. They are motivated. Uh, they are putting in long hours, uh, sometimes at two, three jobs. Uh, you know, people got their full-time job and then, you know, they take a break and they're working on their phones, doing their second job, selling things on Facebook or Amazon. And then they got this other job that they're working. Hey, they are grinding on a daily basis. And I see these things. I see people doing it. I see it on people's uh, social media feeds, what they're doing. And I see these professionals, motivational speakers uh, lifting these men and women up. And all the hard work and the discipline that they're doing, I read it a lot about it in articles and books uh, just part, for my own professional development. But then it got me thinking, well, what about men and women who are in low income situations? Because they're grinding, they're hustling, uh, they're seeking to get uh, income in into their households to meet their needs. And so you've got uh, men and women who will be considered middle class and upper class, the 
And those income levels who are grinding, you know, they got two, three jobs, two, three uh, different revenue streams, and we celebrate them. But then, you know, when persons who are low income are doing that, you know, we kind of either implicitly or sometimes explicitly give them some type of pity. Um, like, man, why are they working so hard? Or, man, they've got it hard. But when you think about it, uh, even at that income level, um, they're demonstrating the same hard work, ethic, discipline, motivation uh, to get the, their needs met for themselves and their family members. And so really, when you look at it, if you removed these income distinctions that we put people in, what you realize is that regardless of the income level that men and women fall in, that men and women have this 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 amazing desire to work, uh, to produce with their hand, to use their creativity, to use their skill, to use whatever knowledge they have, to connect with new people, uh, to gain experience in order to uh, provide for their needs and the needs of others. And so I think instead of pitying persons who are in low income situations, that we would celebrate them, that we would say, hey, y'all just as remarkable as a Zuckerberg or a Jeff Bezos or any angel investor or any college kid that is uh, seeking to uh, make his or her mark on the world. And so um, everybody, I believe, for the most part, is dedicated to improving their lives and the lives of others. And so let's celebrate them because they're remarkable. Uh, Your hustle if you're in a low income situation, is just as important, is just as significant as somebody else's. And so I celebrate you and I would hope that you would continue to do that work uh, because you are adding value to life. So that's the thought of the day. Hey, coming up, uh, if you are in Conway, I will be uh, leading a class out of UCA Outreach, UCA, that's University of Central Arkansas. And that will start Thursday, February 20th uh, and run for four weeks through March 12th. And I'm going to be uh, doing a leadership class called A Personalist Approach to Community Leadership Development. Hey, we got to understand the place. we got to understand the people in that place and how we can be present with those people to develop leadership. And so I'm going to be addressing these different topics uh, over the next four weeks. And if you stay tuned uh, to this podcast, I'm going to uh, give away a uh, a class, you know, so you can come uh, for free for four weeks. The value is $50, um, but I would love to see many of you uh, in this business and professional development as we seek to address community leadership development from a personalist approach. Now, personalism uh, is just this idea, again, that men and women have dignity and worth. And uh, as as such, because we've been shaped um, by a supreme personal being, he has uh, impressed upon us uh, a level of dignity and worth that I believe uh, can influence what we do on a daily basis. And so if you want to be a part of that, just... Uh, check out UCA Outreach. Um, go to uca.edu backslash outreach, and you can find out how you can be a part of the class. So that's that. We're going to take a moment here from my sponsor, and we're going to jump right into it.
Hey, welcome back to the Humanity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Philip Fletcher. Hey, if you got a question, you can always shoot me an email, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. That's humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. I've got some interesting things going on in the state of Arkansas, and it's just uh, January, like second week of the year. So uh, for those of you who live here in this great state of Arkansas, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson uh, had a, I guess, a impromptu press conference. Um, some legislators had invited him to speak on uh, this decision that he made at the executive level to uh, join with some other governors in uh, receiving refugees into the state of Arkansas. And so, uh, as you can expect, there were those uh, who lean to the right who were n- not exactly supportive of Governor Asa Hutchinson's decision. And then obviously those who are uh, advocates for uh, immigrants and refugees um, and those who are seeking legal status, uh, they were very supportive of his decision. Uh, a lot of the tension, from what I understand, is coming from the timing of his decision. Uh, he made it right before Christmas, and a lot of legislators were not aware, other than those who lived in uh, Northwest Arkansas. Now, Northwest Arkansas, for those of you who are not familiar, with the state of Arkansas. That's where Walmart's headquarters is. Uh, that's where Tyson's headquarters is, J.B. Hunt. Uh, that's where uh, the University of Arkansas is, the flagship university, the Razorbacks. Um, that's where uh, that school exists. And so, you know, there's a lot of money up there. There's a lot of, um, you know, interest up there. Uh, and so, uh, that's where these refugees would be settling up in that area. The, the specific cities I uh, I'm not clear on. And so uh, that discussion is kind of going on right now. And it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I don't have uh, a position on it either way because I don't have enough information. And I think it would be good to get some more information. Uh, you know, if you are Understanding the Constitution, you understand that the federal government is responsible for immigration and President Donald Trump uh, wanted to get buy in from the states. And so he pushed it down to the state level, giving them the option to uh, receive refugees or not. And so it'll be interesting uh, to see how this develops and to see uh, whether people hold to principle or politics. And typically when we, uh, you know, are dealing with people's lives, sometimes it can become very political. And the people that need the help, they become political footballs uh, instead of getting their uh, human needs met. And so, hey, keep the governor in your prayers, keep the legislature in your prayers, and keep these refugees in their prayers in your prayers as well, because, hey, they're trying to start a new life and they're going to go through a very hard time. And I just can't imagine uh, moving from one place all the way to a whole different country, different culture and have to readjust. So that's just something to consider.
in the next uh, few weeks and months, and especially in an election year. Keep that in mind. Hey, that's what uh, this uh, world is about right now, especially here in the United States. People uh, have these expectations of you uh, because you vote a certain way or because you look a certain way or because you believe a certain way. You know, what happens when you want to follow those expectations and you want to break outside the box? And that's some of the things I've been dealing with. Uh, because expectations can really wear you out. Expectations, especially when they're coming from the outside, when they're coming from uh, people, when people are thinking, hey, you belong to this group, so you have to behave this way. You have to think this way. You have to speak this way. And if you do anything contrary, then you're looked at with suspicion. Uh, and it's interesting considering, you know, we live in a pluralistic society. We're not forced to think a certain way uh, by any type of uh, law at the federal, state or local level. Uh, we're not forced to believe a certain way. Uh, we have the freedom to think and speak. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, as a uh, American who is a black male, you know, there's a lot of expectations, uh, explicit and implicit, that are just coming at you on a daily basis. I think when uh, it was a watershed moment, uh, we have to acknowledge this, that when uh, Barack Obama was elected president, uh, it was like, wow, that was like a moment. I remember uh, my mom, she went to the inauguration. That was a moving moment for my parents, a moving moment for a lot of uh, black men and women across America, regardless if you agree with his politics or not. Um, I don't agree with his politics, but I was like, man, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I didn't think I would ever see that in my lifetime. And so uh, it was cool for two terms to see uh, President Barack Obama, a black male in uh, the highest office in the land, the leader of the free world. Um, you know, it's one of those moments where you have to be like, yeah. But then after that, I think people have these expectations, right? Because uh, President Barack Obama was in the White House and because he was black, like you had to support everything that he said and did, you know, from a policy perspective and so on and so forth. And I just began to be like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You know, and it was when for some people to criticize him, you know, the there's the charge of, you know, being racist and so on and so forth. Uh, but then on this side, right, you know, to criticize him, you know, Uncle Tom, you sell about sell out. You're not supporting the president. And I'm like, no, I'm looking at his policies and ideas and I just don't agree. I, I see um, there's a better way to go about doing some things and saying some things. And so, uh, you know, those expectations can uh, can wear you out a little bit. You know, and, and as time went on, you know, had things like Ferguson happen and Baltimore happen and uh, the sad deaths of uh, some of the young black males uh, across uh, America and like Sandra Bland. And uh, you had uh, what happened in Dallas with the death of the cops and all of that was going on. And then 
uh, you know, Trump comes into office and then stuff even starts to explode more because, you know, you should, you know, because you're evangelical, I guess you should vote for Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, he is for America and you should vote this way. If you don't vote this way, are you really for America? You know, once again, there's these expectations that are hoisted on you. And if you say or do anything different then the group looks at you as with a lot of suspicion. You know, if you look at it from a religious perspective, you are looked at, hey, you are a false teacher, you are a heretic, you know, you might be, you know, headed toward that backsliding reprobate status. You may have to be alienated, uh, ostracized uh, from the group because you are not meeting people's expectations. And so, um, you know, as a, blackmail, you have these expectations you got to meet, you know, about hair and about viewing police shootings and uh, politics and things like that. And at some point you just get like, bruh, I'm a little tired. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm trying to engage my mind and think and look at things critically and if critical thinking takes me outside the norm, then what? Something to think about. Hey, if you got a question, uh, you can hit me up. Email me, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Just look at Dr. Philip Fletcher. That's Philip with two L's. Find me on YouTube as well at Humanity Matters. And so we're talking about expectations um, of a American who is a black male, right? And so um, how do you address those expectations? Because at some point you get tired of people's expectations of you and you're like, you know what? The expectations that I need to meet, the expectations that should matter most are the expectations I put on myself. And so I had to begin looking at what I was reading, what I was writing, looking at the world in which I was living in, you know, Conway, Arkansas, state of Arkansas, the United States of America, then, you know, my place in the world. And I was like, you know what? I've gotten to a point in my life where I have to be true and honest to myself. You know, I'm not going to violate what I believe about God, son, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, you know, all that great stuff. But then I have these other expectations of myself as it relates to leadership, as it relates to politics, as it relates to leading my family, as it relates to uh, the various social issues that I am engaged with, um, just in my work that I do here in Conway, Arkansas. And I put some of these on my website, so I encourage you to go over and read them. But, you know, some of the uh, things you're not going to get from me, all right? But it's going to be based off a lot of critical thinking, all right? I have to step outside the box and realize uh, that I have to tell my, I have to tell my brothers and sisters who look like me and uh, don't expect me to say every incident that happens to a black American is racist because it's not. 
Like stuff happens because people have conflict with one another on the basis of ideas, on the basis of uh, material or the lack thereof, on the basis of a wide range of things. And race may be at the bottom or not even in the picture. And so instead of having the knee jerk reaction because someone looks at you funny or doesn't give you something or doesn't approve you of something to have the knee jerk reaction to say, well, they're being racist, I think is uh, not in keeping with justice. And at the same time, um, because something happens to a black American, then to say, hey, you know what? You know, it's just racism is in the DNA of this country. I mean, the country has done a lot. Really. I mean, it's paid for it in blood with the Civil War. It's rectified even more through the Civil Rights Acts and the Voting Rights Act that came right after that. So I think we've come a long way, especially since 1964 and 65. We still have things to do, but as a country, I think we've come a long way. And if you really look at it, um, the economic progress, the political progress of black men and women in this country. Um, I stand on the shoulders of uh, parents who will be married for 48 years this year. Um, they're middle class. They came from small beginnings. I saw where they grow up, understood how they grow up and uh, see where they're at now. I look at the number of millionaires who have been produced out of basketball and football and music. I look at the the, the the influence that rap and hip hop has across the globe, right? And so that is a testament to our endurance. It is a testament to our creativity. It is a testament to uh, work ethic. And I think it really diminishes those things uh, for us to say that we're just still in some type of oppression and bondage. So something for us to think about. You know, another thing not to expect of me to say that whiteness is a disease and the cure is, uh, what is the cure for it? If it was wrong for uh, people in the past to invent, to um, put into our skin color that there was something inherently wrong with it, um, why do we then turn around and say that there's something inherently wrong with white persons? That something is inherently wrong with somebody because they have white skin color. We are just doing an eye for an eye. And so if you're saying it's a disease and by implication there's a cure, what exactly is that cure? That's something to think about. I haven't seen any response to that. And so don't expect me to say that because a person is white, they're racist. That because a person is white, they're already looking at me um, as less than or looking at me with suspicion. Um, it is not until I get to know that individual that I can arrive at a proper conclusion. Everybody should be given the fair shake, right? Let's not judge a person by the color of their skin. But we'll get to that in a second. Hey, don't expect me to say the rich need to give up more of their income and wealth. So income and wealth, two different things, right? There's the, the spirit of the age right now. You know, the 1% have too much. The rich have too much. Um, 
there's this implication that the the world is this zero sum game, right? And it's just not the case. You know, one can have a lot of income and no wealth. Someone can have little income and a lot of wealth. Someone can have a little income and a little wealth. And someone can have a little income and a little wealth. I got to write, I got to work that through, but I think you're following me here. Um, Across the human experience, speaking here in Conway, Arkansas and Arkansas in in America, um, there's a wide range of persons who have very little income and very little wealth. Okay. But then there's a lot of people, there's people out there who have low income and a lot of wealth. And there's people in the middle. What I'm trying to say is this. Income and wealth is different. Income is what you make on a daily basis, annual basis. Wealth is taking income and setting that aside and building that up over time. So when you hear uh, persons talk about, hey, we need to uh, tax you know, the rich, all right? I'm talking about a tax on income, not a tax on wealth, okay? But that income is what you need to live on a daily basis. So don't expect me to say that we need to tax more people's income and or tax more people's wealth, all right? One, they're two different things. And then two, that's, their property, if you will. That is their income. I don't want nobody coming and taking my income and wealth because I have an income and I'm working on building wealth for my children so that they can have once I've passed on to the sweet by and by and seeing Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. And that requires a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline. And, uh, It's important that that is not taken from me because some other party says, hey, you know what, Philip, you have more than the person beneath you. And I think it's important that we take some of your stuff and give it to them. Well, I mean, everybody, somebody's going to have more than somebody else. And I think it's important uh, that we honor people's hard work that we honor their sacrifices they make and that we create greater opportunities for more persons to have higher income so that they can build wealth or teach people, even with limited income, how they can build wealth over time. I think that's important. So these are the expectations I have of myself and I can control those expectations, right? And I would encourage you to find ways not to be moved by the expectations of other people, but to be a free thinker, a critical thinker, and look, hey, what are the expectations of myself? What are the expectations uh, that I have of my family and my family has of me? Those are the most important expectations, all right? Everybody outside your house, eh, okay, they'll be all right. But what you can expect from me is genuine concern and love. All right. What you can expect from me is to judge you as an individual, 
and not judge you based on what you look like. Now, somebody said that, and we're going to be celebrating his life next Monday. Who was that? Somebody help me out. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream speech, you know, that men and women would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And I think if we would move more to a place of judging people by the content of their character and move away from these expectations we have of people on the basis of the color of their skin, uh, we would be a whole lot better off. Those are my thoughts. If you got a, a response, hit me up on email, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So, hey, we've been talking about entrepreneurship, ethnic expectations. Once again, you can find me on uh, my website, philipfletcher.org. That's two L's. You can find me as well on Facebook and Twitter. Dr. Philip Fletcher, and also on Instagram, if you do that kind of thing. Hey, co-host got some great things coming up. This is my nonprofit. Go over to our Facebook page and like the City of Hope Outreach. And also, we got a new Facebook page coming up that is operating right now for our uh, housing uh, project, Hope Village. Got some great news that is coming up. I can't wait to share uh, with everybody. If you don't learn more about Hope Village, Go to the website, Hope Village Coho, that's C-O-H-O dot O-R-G, and you can see uh, the work we're doing. Uh, You can make a donation. Hey, you can even purchase a brick and have that brick be in honor of somebody. And those bricks are going to go on the walkway for each of the houses that we are seeking to build uh, to address homelessness and veterans homelessness and uh, housing for low income and low to middle income persons. So uh, appreciate the time that we have spent together today. Uh, hey, on Sundays, be on the lookout for 52 Thoughts. That's my weekly uh, reflection. Uh, it's on my uh, website. You just click on the tab Personalist Thought, and I've got, I'm going to be putting out 52 Thoughts. That's a thought a week for 2020. Uh, It's going to be free thinking without filter, uh, just something that's popped in my head, something I've seen during the week uh, that I just want to share with people. Uh, Also, we uh, subscribe here to the podcast, Humanity Matters podcast on any of your podcast outlets. And I look forward to talking with y'all next week. We're going to talk about some comics and superheroes, uh, as well as some heavy stuff. So you guys take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Matters podcast. For more information, visit the website philipfletcher.org or send us an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, as always, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So be love. Be kind and be generous.